Hi, this is Krista from BowlerX Pro Shop. Don't forget to stop by BowlerX.com. Check out some of our great deals and always free shipping on every item every day. Jet Bowling is a proud sponsor for Above180.com. Want your score to soar with a new Jet Altitude or any other great ball in the current lineup? Go to www.jetbowling.com, enter coupon ABOVE180, and listeners can get a great discount. Jet Bowling, taking your game to maximum altitude. Above180.com, taking your bowling game to the next level. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews and coaching to drilling layouts. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowlers Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Joining us today on the Above180.com podcast is Chris Crossett. Chris is the president and CEO of Jet Bowling. Chris, Tim Berg, Joe Serrar here. Thanks for hopping on with us this morning. Thank you so much. Glad to be on your show. Welcome, Chris. Uh, Joey here. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting you at Bowl Expo, you and a number of your staff. And uh, I know you had a vision back then, this was in June of 2011, to produce a more durable product at an affordable cost. Uh, do you want to kind of expound on that and, and let us know if you've met those goals and uh, or if you've had any obstacles along the way? Um, yes. Um, that was our exact plan, was to create a cover that actually used an additive that would actually be more resistant to cracking and would be more durable, giving the bowlers a better opportunity to bowl and a better opportunity to keep their product working and to make sure they're getting the full use of the number of games they want out of the ball. Um, so that goal actually has been reached. We've, uh, we've come out with our fourth ball recently, the Altitude. So we've seen, we're very excited to have that ball and We've had tremendous reviews on all of our balls, and we've uh, talking to customers that are bold with it. We have people that say on our surrender, um, a guy came up to me about two weeks ago and said, well, I just barely put my thousandth game on your surrender. And I said, wow, that's, uh, that's pretty impressive to have a thousand games on a ball. And, he's, and, you know, the performance, he says, is still almost as if it were out of the box, which is very impressive, which is exactly what we were looking for. Um, for hurdles along the way, um, I think that was, we didn't have a lot, but in part of doing the manufacturing of, in getting this additive into the cover when you're pouring it, it does change the way you have to manufacture the ball. So working with our manufacturers, we've been able to work with them to figure out a way for them to be able to actually do that. And I think that was key was to be able to say, hey, we have something, we can make it, but just because we can make it in the R&D lab doesn't mean that we can actually mass produce it in, in volumes that will be consistent and still keep the quality that we want. And so we've been very lucky with uh, the, the two manufacturers we've selected um, to do that. And they've done an excellent job, and we've had extremely high quality from both of them. And uh, and so we've been very excited about that. And I think we've reached our goals. We've, we've done the um, – for bringing the brand to the market, we have just got – tremendous amount of interest and a lot of momentum going on our side right now. So Chris, talk about, for people who don't know, Jet Bowling Balls, the, the initial three pieces put out by Jet were produced in China. So talk about your initial thought and why you chose to have the balls produced over in China. 
Um, well, the initial thought was I wanted to make sure that we could get something that was going to be a good quality product, but with something that we could get in there in the cost to the customer would be something low enough for them to consider. I mean, we we want to be able to really hit the market at a low price point <clears throat> so that pro shops could get it and they could turn around and they could make a small profit and they could also give it to their customers. And we chose them for several reasons. We, we did a search of probably about six or eight months before we selected on the manufacturer that we chose. And um, the one that we did over in China, they've just been easy to work with or easy to do, you know, work with us in getting samples made and work on fine-tuning our, you know, uh, how we were going to put the additive in the ball, how they would manufacture it. Um, and and that's kind of how we went down that path of looking at trying to, you know, get them on board. And it's been a very, very good uh, relationship that we've had with them, and we're really excited to be with them. So since since those first three products, Chris, were made overseas, and, and again, there's no argument on the quality and performance of the products, uh, you've recently made a decision to switch having to have the balls made here in the USA. You want to kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah, well, we haven't really switched. We just decided that we want to um, focus on having dual manufacturing. We'd like to have balls made both here in the U.S. and overseas. Um, just because in case something happened to one of the manufacturers, we could still keep our brand going. Um, but we wanted to use a stateside manufacturer because they're able to offer a little bit better um, cover stock and also it's able to keep us down from, you know, the shipping from overseas to here is roughly about five weeks. So you have a, a huge lag in shipping where it's just three to five days stateside. So we're able to get the balls to market a lot faster coming over here stateside, and, and we plan on using them. And this is kind of our goal for the future is to say our, our you know, our mid- and high-performance balls will be made stateside where our kind of entry level and uh, some of the mids will be made overseas. But but keep that kind of dual manufacturing relationship going for for everybody. So we can still keep the low cost for people that want the, you know, high-rev bowlers that want a little bit uh, – uh, tamer equipment and or entry level bowlers are able to still get a ball that they just want to for their first ball can try it out, um, and they don't have to you know put up a lot of money for that. So Chris, talk about how your uh, bowling balls have been received, both the ones made here in states uh, in stateside now the new Jet Altitude, and then also the first three pieces that were produced over in China once that came out because there's uh, a lot of people and a lot of companies in the United States that make really good bowling balls. And talk about, I guess, the initial reaction that you received from some of the bowlers and then even from the pro shop folks like Joey and then even distributors. Um, yes. Um, so on the, uh, for, the, for the customers, for the end customers, they, uh, the, the bowlers, they really, um, I would have to say probably 25% of them asked about where they were manufactured and were concerned of where they were manufactured. Um, but... At the same time, when we were able to say, hey, but I can offer you this ball for this price, they were said, oh, well, that's, you know, $80 less than I can get it somewhere else. So I'm all for it. So we didn't have much of a problem there. Um, pro shops, there's probably about, I would say about a little bit higher percentage, probably about 30% of the pro shops have said, you know, once you have a ball made stateside, we'll, we'll, pour, we'll, we'll pull, uh, pull you into our shop. And... That was another reason for us wanting to do that, to say, hey, try out this ball. And the good thing that we found is that these pro shops have been able to say, hey, I'll take, uh, take, give me one of your stateside ones, 
And then they said, well, why don't you throw in two or three of the other ones for me to try out, too? So it's a really interesting thing about how much they, they – I understand that they're very, you know, American and they want to promote the U.S., and I am absolutely the same way, and I believe that. But they also want to make sure they can get what their customers need. And so it's, uh, it's been pretty rewarding there. On the distributor side, we haven't focused much on the distributors. We've been really focusing mainly on, you know, pro shops and focusing on – uh, on the actual bowlers. And we've got tremendous amount, you know, our crew is growing. We're getting more and more people on crew. We've recently added people to staff, and we're kind of working that way. And we've just found that it's better to get, you know, if you're bowling against a guy in league who just has an altitude and he just, you know, bowled an 800 last night on you, it's a little more effective than having someone say, no, hey, you need to go get this ball. And so we really felt like that kind of like the, the grassroots marketing where we say, hey, let's get the ball into the bowler's hands and go up from there, um, and it really works. And it, it, it's a lot more management. I, I understand now why so many ball companies use solely uh, distributors, because it is very difficult. It is, it's the amount of emails and phone calls that you receive just dealing with bowlers and customers, because I, I open up my phone number so people can call me directly, and, and I, I don't plan on changing that. But it, it makes it difficult, because it's a lot easier for us to go say internationally we are working through distributors and so we make more money and we're able to just one order we just go ahead and we order from the state side and we ship it overseas and the transaction is done we're in the u.s we have multiple other steps of emails and questions and and so forth so so that's kind of been our road, but we we have focused on or internationally we're going after the the distributors, which has been very warmly, uh, very warmly received, and we've been excited about that because, it, you know, we're able to. It's pretty interesting, you know. We have balls made over in China shipped to Germany, right? I mean, and the, and everything is funneled back to the United States. So that's kind of exciting, as well as getting the balls from made here stateside overseas to distributors. So that's been kind of our thing. And, and the overseas customers, um, in answer to your question about being made uh, there in China, uh, haven't had any question that there wasn't any uh, any problems with them at all. They just said, okay, fantastic. We would like to get some stateside at some point. And I said, yep, and that's the plan. And, and it's been working well there. So um, I don't know where our future is with stateside distributors. Um, at some point, we probably will have to get out our business model so that we can produce even get greater volumes and get you know more products to customers but for now we, we kind of like the way that we're we're moving well and that that's good to hear chris uh now being a ball guy i always have these technical questions about you know cores the cover stocks uh first questions i have for you is in regards to your cover stocks incorporate nanotechnology for added durability uh how does that affect say the ball's oil absorption characteristics, as well as the coefficient of restitution, which you and I know is basically a measurement of energy absorbed and released, or a fancy way of saying bounce, uh, how lively the cover stack can be. Can you kind of expound on that some? Uh, um, yes. So on the, on the oil absorption, we haven't noticed much. Um, it, it doesn't absorb more oil faster than any other balls do. But I was trying to do some, some testing to see if we could say, hey, using our nano additive, is it able to repel the oil? I know a lot of some of our customers have come to us and said, 
hey, if you can make a ball that just doesn't soak up oil, that'd be great. And and I was hoping to say, well, let me see if I can do some tests to say, hey, this ball has the additive in it, this ball doesn't. Can we show that the oil absorption is uh, is, is reduced by having our additive there? And we couldn't. It, it was one of those statistical um, analysis where you just say, hmm, it's within the variation, um, you know, uh, and so you really couldn't tell the difference there. So we haven't noticed that. It, the the good thing we have noticed is that it doesn't affect the performance of the ball, which is exactly what we wanted. We didn't want to say, okay, we're going to put this additive in there, and all of a sudden the ball is going to be much more, you know, more, more team, and it's not going to do what we want it to do. And we've taken a good core that should be a strong ball, and it's not. And so we've been excited that that hasn't been a problem. Um, for the bounce, it, it actually makes the, the cover harder. And because it, we have amazing pin action, and our bowlers are very, very interesting when they get the, you know, the original jet or if they get the altitude, they get on the lanes, and the first time they hear that ball go down and hit the pins, it just really makes a different sound. And the ball, the pins really go crazy, and um, it's been very exciting there. And people are all of a sudden see that immediately and say, "Wow, wow, that that thing is just crushing the pins," which is exactly what we wanted. And, and we didn't we didn't plan it like that. That wasn't one of our object- objectives. But all of a sudden, it worked, and we said, "Huh, I guess that was one of our you know that was a, a smart move on our point because it really is getting." Very strong pin action, and the sound is just is just amazing. You can hear the difference of it when it's hitting the pins. Yeah, and we, we all like that extra pin carry whenever possible, without a doubt. Uh, and there are guidelines that the USBC does set for coefficient of restitution limits. I'm not sure if they have, you know, limitations or maximums or minimums on oil absorption, but you know, Ebonite International has introduced a product called uh, the Steroid Ball Wipes which are designed to, say, open the pore structure of the cover to actually increase oil absorbency or, or make the oil absorbency more efficient where the ball can actually hook more. And in our initial testing, Chris, we are seeing added hook by, by wiping the ball with these wipes. So actually, you know, speeding up that oil absorption process seems to be beneficial for added hook at least. Wow. Well, I I, uh, I was aware of that, but I hadn't I didn't know those results. That's fantastic. Um, now, will it affect the the cover stock's longevity, durability, uh, or performance over time? I mean, only time will will tell that story. So, I mean, the, well, the jury's still out on it, but it does increase total hook. Well, I mean, and that would be the big thing is how many games you can get out of it, and that's that's one of the things that we've really noticed with our bowlers is that. Uh, we've noticed, I mean, just in the last since we've been around, since you know, I started the company in the beginning of 2010, but was working on it for a couple of years before that. Um, the bowlers are really looking to get more games out of balls. Um, it, it's great to have a new ball every month, but a lot of the guys just want to say, "No, I like this ball. I want to keep." And they really are looking for that longevity. So that'll be interesting to watch and see how that works on the balls. Because if you cut the games down to say. 200 games on a ball or 150 games, then I, I think the customers would be 
probably not as pleased if that were the case. Uh, Evan Knight would be fine, of course, if they could sell more product, but uh, I'm sure that's not their goal. It's not to sell more product, but to actually help the customers out. So I'm excited to see how that goes. One remind bowlers, make sure you check out BowlerX.com. They are your online source for high-performance bowling ball bags and apparel. And uh, one of the things that makes BowlerX different is the fact that they – have free shipping for anything you buy. So it's not not something you have to spend over $200 or $100. You can order just a wrist provider, a pair of shoes, a, a wrist support, and they're going to give you free shipping. And uh, it's really a great place for all bowlers with any skill level to go. Whether you're just getting started, you're looking to really take your bowling game to that next level. Maybe you need that, that new benchmark ball. Maybe you're looking into... Uh, Getting a spare ball, maybe you're anything, Joey. This is a great place for bowlers to shop online. Without a doubt. Then after you get that ball, you need to bring it to your local pro shop to have the finer aspect done, the fitting, the drilling, the balancing. So, you know, they, we definitely work in harmony with online distributors because not all pro shops can stock a, a, a big supply of balls with being 100-some balls out there every, new, every year, Tim. Uh, it gets to be a little difficult, especially in all the different weights. Again, bowlerx.com for all your uh, pro shop needs uh, when it comes to ordering stuff online from bags to apparel to shoes to, to anything. Again, joining us is Chris Crossett. Chris is the president and CEO of Jet Bowling. Chris, you've alluded a couple times to the crew, as you've called it. Why don't you talk about your crew and what you guys started with Jet Bowling and really... Describe how folks can join the crew and what benefits it has to them and, and how you try to help get your bowling balls in people's hands. Well, th that's a very good question. And how we started the crew was at Bowl Expo, you know, this last year we went for the first time to Bowl Expo. And at that point, we the number of requests of bowlers that want to be on staff skyrocketed. And it had been happening since the beginning of last year of... Anybody, I would say most bowlers over 200 average, especially those up getting close to a 220 league average, really want to be on staff. And I understand that. And if you're carrying a 220 average or a 230 average, you're a very good bowler. And I understand that people really want to be on staff. And I kept saying no. And so finally at Bowl Expo, I thought, there's got to be a way I can do something to get some something for these bowlers that want to you know, they want to be a part of something, and just because, okay, I already have such an, you know, I already have these staff bowlers, there's got to be a way I can make a second tier or something where I could say, hey, uh, let's let's try something else. And I said, and, and one of the things I really needed to do was to have a way to find out about who I wanted to have on staff as well prior to me actually going and, and, and inviting them to be on staff. I, it's just it, it's too much of a risk to say, I want to play on staff for the next bowling season when I've never worked with you before. So that's when the idea came right after Bowl Expo. I said, you know, I'm going to make something called The Crew. And The Crew, you get uh, many of the benefits. We have a whole referral program. So if you help refer balls to your, uh, your other bowlers or to your pro shop, after a certain number of balls, you're able to get comp balls. Um, you also get discounts on shirts, and you get discounts on balls. Um, and you so see, crew people are really able to help promote the brand, and it really helps me as well because I'm able to go ahead and start meeting people and getting emails with them and working with them as they as they start finding out about our brand and start bowling with our equipment, and that we can find out, hey, does this work for you? You know, not not every ball works for every guy on the crew, and. And, and it's a door, it's a revolving door, you know, there's, 
people joining the crew and people saying, you know, I've tried it, I like it, but I think I'm going to stick with whatever, and, and, and that's just fine with me. And I, You know, people can join the crew by just emailing us. We have a link right on our website under Jet Crew. You can just click on the link and email me just at chris at jetboeing.com and ask to, you know, give me a USB-C number and we'll look you up. We've We've done our best to keep the averages... Um, above 200 on the crew. We, we ask people to do that. There's obviously, you know, if you're bowling in a, a sport league or a very difficult pattern league, there's obviously, you know, other circumstances. But for the most part, we, uh, we want our crew to have a carry 200 average, be currently USBC um, certified, and it, it's, really, it's really taken off. If you go onto our website, we, we've blown through the 100, uh, uh, over 100 people now on crew. And it's just been really exciting as we get more people, and it really has worked well. It really is a good way to filter those and work to say, okay, who is a, who is a good guy there that can be the next 10 people that we add to our staff next year? So it's been, it's been amazing, and the bowlers themselves love it. I, I would say of those that asked to join the crew, they already kind of know what it is. Um, of those requesting it, probably 80% of them actually end up joining the crew just because they want to be a part of it and they like it. And uh, and we really do our best to make sure that we say, you know, this is what we want. And, and one of the things we're working on now, actually, is uh, creating a code of conduct. And uh, some of the other companies, I'm not aware of them doing that. But we want to say, you know, people on bowling ball forums, and if you're, you're on the crew, you represent the brand. You may be the only one that actually the only contact someone has with jet bowling, and therefore we... We've, we're working on it, and we're still tuning up the uh, the final document that we'll send out for the code of conduct. But it's just a, it's going to be a general guideline for people to find out how you should represent the company. And I think it's a code of conduct that we're going to make that we wish every bowler would have. And we don't want our bowlers that are on the crew or on the staff to to be out there and be you know the the typical the jerk on the league, you know and. Uh, that's not what we're looking for. So we just want to protect ourselves and also let people know this is what the crew is all about. We we are a group of people. You get good discounts. You get it's an honor to be on there, and, and we uh, we're excited to have people. And we hope anyone is available to join if they have that average and uh, or, or on a tougher pattern. But uh, we invite anyone that wants to to join the crew. You know, one thing I'd like to add, Chris, uh, which is unique to your crew. Uh, it's not exclusivity type contract where they still are allowed to use products from other companies, but naturally you want them to use your products as a featured product, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. We have you can use any. We can. We would hope that you would use our product, and that's why you want to join the crew. But absolutely, try it out and, and give it a fair comparison, and that's exactly what we're asking for. And and that's what the crew are able to do and use any any other product that they want as well. So it really gives them a lot of latitude there. Now, as a wrap to our, our interview, which we really appreciate, the jet bowling ball, the, the new altitude we've been testing for about about three weeks now, and our findings are it's anywhere from 8 to 11 boards more hooked than the original jet, uh, which was your Duristock cover uh, on the Nano, uh, well, it was just called the, the jet, wasn't it, your original product? Yep. And uh, so we're seeing, again, about 8 to 11 boards more total hook. Most of that hook being in the mid lane area, uh, the ball isn't displaying any skid snap characteristics whatsoever. A very strong mid lane motion, very continuous on the back end, which we all like. 
uh, and pretty easy to use on any sport condition we've tested it on, as well as house condition, uh, in that the ball, again, d displays a very predictable, gradual, strong arc, no skittishness through carry down, uh, very release-friendly core, which is always nice, meaning you don't have to be picture-perfect at release point. Uh, I think the ball is going to be a big seller. The only thing about the ball that some of our staffers kind of questioned was the color, uh, you know, being a bright red and bright green color combination, very Christmassy. Uh, do you want to kind of tell us about that as we do the wrap here, uh, why you chose those two colors? Well, you know, if you notice, our first ball that we came out with, you know, was black and purple, and it was mostly black, and we had the big white lettering on it. So it really it looked good on the lanes, but it didn't have a lot of color. Then when we went to the armor and the surrender, we chose to really get brighter colors and really say, that ball looks different. If you look at a line of balls, it's not the standard dark red, dark purple. And that's why we chose those colors. To say we, we want this ball to stand out. And the performance is going to be amazing. We know it, and we're excited about it. But we also want that ball to say, people to look at it and say, that's a good-looking ball. That is a ball that, you know, it stands out. When you're at the pro shop, you can look at it, and it looks different. And that was just, uh, that was that was our reason to get the, you know, the lime green and red color there, just because it, it really draws people attention. And, and if you're at a full, you know, at a pro shop where they're drilling eight balls and they have them all on the line, it really sticks out. And, and that was the reason for it, was to say, this is a ball, this is our ball that really, we believe shows that we've arrived as a brand, that we have, uh, we, we've got a heavy oil ball. We've got a ball that can be used in any, any condition that has oil on it. And, uh, and, and league bowlers would love it. Um, and so that was kind of our, our idea of getting that, uh, those great colors that we love them. At first I was like, Hmm, I wonder how this is going to look when we pour it in the ball. And then when I pulled the first one out of the box, it looks amazing and i've been in love with it ever since well again go to jetbowling.com to uh, take a look at the jet altitude chris want to thank you for hopping on with us uh, also this month uh, above 180 listeners make sure you like our facebook page taking your bowling game to the next level as we are going to be giving away your choice of a, a jet bowling ball so you can uh, t pick out the altitude the surrender the original jet uh, whichever one of your choice so chris want to thank you for that as well but uh, chris it's been fun and let's stay in touch and and Keep us informed on how Jet's going. It's a unique company, the way you're you're trying to do your business, and uh, all the best, continued success. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time and all that you do for the sport. Thank you, Chris. Thanks a lot. For Tim Burke, Joe Serrar, good luck and good bowling.